What's up? You are now listening to Americanized, a storytelling podcast where you'll hear from eclectic first and second generation Americans share their stories and real life experiences as children of immigrants. Hey, it's Ralson, and I'm back with Stubborn Saul. In this episode, we discuss more about his projects and his work and the expectations that were placed on him being an African man or a black man in the music scene. We're talking about the expectation of what people would expect you to put out as Stubborn Saul. I wonder also, like, as a black artist, because you did start out uh, rapping, would you say? And then kind of feeding into that black rapper stereotype. Yeah. SoundCloud rapper, and then yeah, I don't know what my question was, but any words on that comment? Yeah, I would say because uh, state of the culture where everything was, uh, the interest of my friend group, type of music that was being played all the time, and the type of music that was like in the mainstream really influenced me and almost kind of forced me to play quote quote play into that stereotype of being a rapper soundcloud rapper and yeah early on that was like what i was really on Mm -hmm. which is interesting being african that you know putting out afrobeats or african inspired music was not an expectation for you based on your environment and your surroundings and what you were what the music culture was like at the time but because i mean people mainly just see the color and they see you know oh he's into music he definitely raps and he definitely has a soundcloud and his music might be good but it's most likely gonna sound like everything else probably that's what it really was for like a long time expectation people Mm -hmm. what people expected that's what it was yeah, definitely. And an, well, an interesting answer that I have to this everyday question, if I tell people that you make music, they'll ask, oh, what type of music does he make? And I try to not say rap because I don't think, I don't know if you identify as a rapper or what your genre is, but I kind of have a hard time explaining what type of music you make or what it is. Me too. <laughs> hmm. But... Yeah, at least you don't go for the the straight oh he raps he's a rapper that's yeah. good I don't I usually don't say that when people ask yeah because then you're put into a box where they may not even want to listen to your music I say rap yeah go just another whatever no, whatever I I don't I don't consider myself one I don't say that's what kind of music I make. I don't like giving long answers either because mm. I can be like oh yeah I like hip-hop but I'm into R&B and I do a little bit of afro beats and so I like I I like to keep it short with all my answers but yeah the the right answer like the perfect go-to answer I don't have yet mm. I guess it's like a little bit of everything yeah I make I, that's just what I, say. I usually play them a song and see what they think Right, that should be the go-to. Mm-hmm. 
Let's talk about your more recent projects. Earlier this year, you released Red Fantasies Volume 1. That was in January. Um, tell us about that. Is there anything in the works for Volume 2? And what's up with the Red Mask? <laughs> Alright. Yeah, that, so. that old Steam Mask, I don't know. That's new to me and... I don't know how new that is to you or what that's about, but I'm curious to know. Let's let's talk about it, shall we? Yes. So you know that uh I'm a pretty I like I like worlds. Like you can hear from my early video game influence. I definitely like worlds, world building and the concept of like I can create pretty much anything. So what do I want to make? And that's where we get into the red fantasies and the whole red themed aesthetic. Cause believe it or not, the red fantasies been a thing for a while. But volume one came out um earlier this year. Very excited that that came out. All the songs I love. One of like the more consistent projects. First project after In Ivory. Well, mixtape. It's not like an album or anything like a little EP mixtape basically encompassing a lot but not really the red fantasies is basically everything through my lens kinda but not my full lens a distorted lens and that's why I'm talking about a lot cause I feel like for well this in, in my season right now I feel like I haven't spoken a lot about things that people would consider real or things that I would consider real. The realest I've got was probably on In the Ivory because that's based off of family and culture and everything like I'm being transparent. Prior to that, I don't think there was a real transparent, authentic kind of feel to my lyrics or my storytelling. So for these next projects, starting off with the volume one, I'm like, I kind of want to be more transparent and kind of tell a deeper story about me and how I see things, how I perceive the world as a whole. So I'm starting off as the fantasies because it's kind of like, you don't know if what I'm seeing is legit or if I'm just speaking out the, the mouth and just talking. But that also to bring light to the mask because everybody wants to know why I got the red mask on all the time it is symbolism for me hiding my character and how I've always been hiding my character so I got the mask on and I can talk freely with the mask because you can't attach it to me and that's why some of the songs I do open up about like situations and think how I felt but I felt like the mask made it make sense kind of the mask makes it real it's like uh talking through a wall where you can be your true and honest self but there's a but where it's like it's in this fantasy world it sounds like you're describing and if it's a distorted reality we don't know what 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 is true i guess i don't know mm. if that's a right way to mm. interpret what you're saying in a way it's it's definitely one of the bigger picture projects like the red fantasies 
volume one, two, three. It's definitely a big picture. But because it's a big picture, that's why I had to break it up into volume one to expose this part of the story. Volume mm-hmm. two to expose this part of the story, which is in the works. Volume two has been worked on around the same time as volume one, but like obviously I finished that one first, so home stretch with volume two. Expect that probably next month or at the end mm-hmm. of this month. But there's some songs coming out of volume two. There's some music videos coming from volume one and two. Just the whole rollout for the fantasies is about to be like rapid fire content, rapid fire music. Yeah. Trying to really expose that world in the best way possible. What I consider the fantasies, which is kind of like a playoff of just like reality, you know, but it's just how I see it, which makes it a fantasy because it might not be true to somebody else or to the next person, but it's true to somebody somewhere. Hmm. I'm seeing, I'm hearing, and I'm understanding it the best way I can. So, is there a separation from the man in the mask and Solomon Claru, or is this like who you are, but you're not giving your yourself away too much because the mask is like your safety blanket or like your safety net? yeah without the mask i would say that is like my true self like that's me without without the mask on that's me without the mask okay and with the mask with the mask that's everything else for example how my name is kind of stubborn sal you have sal saul that's me that's my actual name then you have stubborn that's everything that might represent me or everything that might not represent me to certain people but Mm -hmm. even in my name the duality with the red fantasies the duality of like there's a mask but what does the mask mean what is the mask for i'm not robbing people it's it's to symbolize that separation of like i'm aware of myself but i'm aware of the self that I don't put in the forefront but that mask helps it go into the forefront because of the separation of like I can say these things but because I have a mask on am I really saying it obviously yeah but you know is it the mask speaking or because you have this mask on you can now yeah I'm trying to see what I can compare it to I'm thinking of like um, Spider-Man comes to mind Probably Batman too. Yeah. I kind of even want to compare it to like a face mask during um, the pandemic. Hmm. Where I felt like that was my safety. I kind of liked hiding my face, to be honest. I agree with that. And I don't know if that's a popular opinion, but I liked people not knowing, you know, what I look like. You can hide your facial expressions. Yeah, it was just a fun thing to have. Not a, not for good reasons, but <laughs> I don't know. I like the face mask, not during the summertime, but like at my job at school, I just grew to like liking wearing the face mask because it felt like, yeah, you can't hide your facial expressions. Yep, but the evolution of that idea started in 2020, which is crazy. 
because yeah, like I said, I was like, um, not even because of the mask and the pandemic, but I was just in a room all the time mm-hmm. by myself. And I was just, there was a lot of time to like, just reflect and think and see what I, what I want to do, where I want to go in life. And I would always have the lights on red. So whenever I was making beats or like in that zone, the lights was on red. It's kind of subconsciously like in the background. I'm just like red is a vibe. Red is cool. Red is like it's a world. And on top of that, being on campus with probably less than half the population, we're all isolated. It kind of just was a feel of like the isolation, the red colors, and just being able to dive deeper within myself. It was just, it was this nice thing. And then going to Africa the next year, coming back, finishing the project. Then I'm like, all right, now I have to revisit that red energy that I felt a while back. I gotta build on that. So then the idea was to drop an album called Red Room, which is the biggest picture I currently have. So talking about that would be a lot, but I introduce it through the red fantasies, which allude to the red room and the red room album, which is coming out is kind of, it derives from me being in that legitimate red room when I was um, on campus with the red lights on all the time. And where a lot of like, evolution was happening when it came to how I saw myself as an artist and what I wanted to do. But volume two, the cover art, I might not have a mask on to symbolize that I'm speaking, but I don't have a mask. So what does that mean? That means that I understand what I'm saying and I don't need to hide behind anything to say it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of mm-hmm. like volume two. And then I'm just going to expose everything. If people people peep these little nuggets I'm dropping, then they do. If they don't, they'll find out. But so, yeah, I dropped right. volume one. Beginning of the year, dropped volume one. That was kind of to allude to the shift of my aesthetic. That's why it's kind of so dramatic with the whole mask. And I just went straight to it. Like, I'm going to put this mask on. I'm going to just start posting about it. And I'm going to just get everything red just to allude that, all right, we were in the ivory, but now we're out the ivory kind of thing. Yeah. Now, where are we? Red fantasies. What's going on? It's um, it's a lot going on, but what's, what's happening is I'm kind of out of the mindset I was in working on in the ivory. So I kind of have to represent that into where we're going, which essentially is the Red Room. That is the album that will be right next to In the Ivory. Red Fantasy Volume 1 and 2, that's, I don't consider those albums. They're more like mixtapes, EPs, to build the world that is for the album coming out. So I tap in a little bit about this and these vibes here, but they're stepping stones of projects. They're stepping stones of music in all aspects of it. The aesthetic, the direction I'm going with music, and the the vibe it's like stepping stone well that makes a lot of sense you're setting yourself up for this bigger project and it all it's all intentional it all makes sense 
There's a lot to look forward to, for sure. Oh, yup. There is. I could talk all day about it. Like I said, like I had the idea of an album called Red Room years. Well, I'm not going to say years, but like more than more than two years ago. And then this year I drop a project in that realm of it. So it's like Mm -hmm. you can definitely expect a huge rollout. The best way I can describe it in Ivory. I went to the world like I went back to Africa and I took from that world that exists and I made it into a project. The Red Fantasies, I'm not going to a real place. I'm not going to a specific location. I'm going within. But I'm taking from everything that's on the outside to build up that thing that's within that I can Mm -hmm. visit. Kind of making my experiences, my emotions, my perception, my ideas, and those of other people, like other people's perceptions and ideas kind of building a world around those concepts right your own imaginary world but it's still very much real to you based off of real experiences and perspectives yeah that's really sounds like a really big undertaking for sure but a lot of creative energy and juices are flowing in that a lot of red whole lot of red In the world of performing, I've had the pleasure of attending two of your performances in the past year, really, past few months. Uh, tell me about how that was like for you. Oh, right. So, yeah, I recently performed at Providence at the Alchemy. It's R&B night. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I don't think I performed since Galaxy Zone, which was a year before, last year in May. But yeah, so this was one of my first shows that I had in a while. I did Pad Thai and Live Long Coast. Two nice vibes to fit the vibe of the night, which was like R&B, very soulful. So I picked those songs, I pulled up, the venue was fire, the lights were fire, gas, uh, the stage was cool and I just knew it was going to be a good time. I just knew it was going to be a good time. Even like regardless of what happened or who was there, I just knew it was going to be a good time. But on top of that, everyone that I wanted there was there. So on top, like me knowing it was going to be a good vibe and then seeing everyone it was like, all right, now we're lit. There's no need to be worried about nothing. My performance, honestly, I noticed whenever I perform, I always critique myself crazy. Even though everyone's like, oh, that was a great performance. You did good. But I always critique myself. I'm like, I could have sung better. This note was kind of weak. Or I was like, why am I moving like that? But unbiasedly from the outside, it was a good performance. I liked it. They told me to run back the, the last song, which was crazy. After my performance, they told me to come back on stage and do that last song again. And that ain't never happened to me. So I was like, oh, this that's that's lit. So that was exciting. Being able to see some people and how they received those two songs. A um, few people came up to me after the performance and just let me know like, oh, that was fire. That's some good quality music right there. When's the next show? 
And yeah, overall, that first one was cool. So the second performance was a little, it was bigger scale. So I was a lot more nervous, to be honest. I was more nervous because I was doing songs that I haven't done live. I was doing Lead Your Number, Keep Your Family Close. I also did Pad Thai. I might have done one more. Yeah, I was just anxious because I was like, I don't, I haven't done these songs. There's no auto tune on this mic and I'm playing with a live band and we didn't rehearse. So anything could happen, like anything could happen. This is not a controlled environment. That's, that was my mindset. But again, everyone that I love was there. Um, I, I know my music is good. So performing it, I know people are going to vibe. But um, during the performance, it was so funny because I put my phone up on Instagram Live and I put it down like in front of the DJ booth. And before I even walked back to the mic, he played the first song. So I'm over here setting up my phone and the first song starts. So I have to casually walk back to the mic as if he didn't play the song earlier than I wanted, which threw me off a lot. So from that point forward, I was like, dang. But I caught my I caught my confidence maybe like towards the end of that song. And then I introduced myself so they got to hear the music. And then I got to talk about myself for a little bit. Then we got into the second song, which was like the live band. And they didn't play at first. I think they were just waiting to see what the vibe was, which was cool. So I was I was vibing. But then when the band came in and then we were like probably a little into the song, I was really enjoying myself. I was like, this is a vibe. I kind of stopped thinking so much as the show was going on because earlier like right from the jump especially when i kind of started late i was like oh i ruined the whole show is over with this is it's gotta be garbage but then you know i just started to listen to the music and then i think once i started to listen to the music and not focus so much on me or like how i sound or what i'm doing how i look then it became a better environment to perform even if I wasn't hitting all the notes which I know I wasn't but still it was like I was enjoying myself I was vibing with the band they was rocking out I was rocking out every time I got a chance to look out into the crowd I saw some someone dancing or someone singing along to lyrics they thought they knew but I know they don't know them but other than that it was a vibe I liked performing on both of those stages had um the alchemy in providence big night live in providence yeah those nights were super fun and the crowd i think you were just in a really supportive environment so um whether anything went wrong i think everyone would have been really supportive anyway and mm-hmm. yeah like the guy that i was standing next to at the other the second show i don't know who he was but he was like uh diehard fan he was like hyping you up and like jamming out and i was like as a big sister it was like a big sister like a proud moment like i don't know it it meant something to him he was telling everybody around us like this guy's so good his (laughs) music is so good like he was recording you and dancing and everything he kind of like bumped into me at one point (laughs) 
and like that was fun. He was jamming out, and I was like, this is it was a great time. And I didn't even I don't think I peeped any like we're always our biggest critics, so and everyone was there to have a good time. And they made us wait for a long time before like the show started, so I think we were just ready to vibe and jam out to some good music, and that's what we did. Mm. So I would say those are both Ruby's successful performances and nights and just a good time overall from my like standpoint. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, overall those like, good vibes. Yeah, definitely. And definitely keep doing it. Like don't let any of that any like inconsistencies or anything unplanned stop you from future performances. Definitely. Alright, to wrap up the last question that I ask everyone. Um, what is your message to the listeners? My message to the listeners. Hello, listeners. This is my message to the listeners. Number one, always, always listen to Americanized, the podcast. It is great. Informational. Learn more about my sister here, Roslyn, and the community she's building with bringing on people. It's a great thing. Always tune in. Tune into my music, of course, of course. But, you know, the takeaway for this season in life, this message is, you know, we're in 2023. You know, spend some time with yourself and see how you want to how you want to wrap it up, how you want to wrap up the rest of the year. And, you know, if there's anything that's left unchecked, there's no need to stress about it because life is life and there's always time to live more of it until there's not. But until then enjoy it listen to the podcast listen to good music and always try to reach out and help somebody well said thank you for that support as well and thank you for providing all the music on the show i always say all original music produced by stubborn soul this is stubborn soul be sure to catch him on all music listening platforms at stubborn sal s-t-b-r-n space s-a-l and just click on whatever looks cool yeah hit me up on social media absolutely i never say the space part but what he said s-t-b-r-n space s-a-l stubborn salt well it's been a pleasure talking with you and hearing more about your art and i actually learned a few new things and a lot about your upcoming projects so that was cool that was great i'm glad i could share glad i could fill you in fill in all the listeners of what's going on what what's been going on mm-hmm. and i'm looking forward to the next time we get to speak about art on a platform where people can listen absolutely this was definitely overdue but i'm glad it happened today especially with the way you've evolved as an artist and the way your music has evolved i think uh this was a great time to interview you facts but thank you though thank you thank you thank you thank you so much for listening you already know who produced the original music for this podcast the link is in the episode notes catch you in the next episode